Let's talk a little strategy, rotisserie, head-to-head points, head-to-head categories, and salary cap drafts. We'll do it next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5, a podcast that gets you caught up fast on the fantasy news and advice that you need to know. Follow and stream us on Spotify and anywhere else podcasts are found. Today is Tuesday, March 9th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Scott White, and let's start off with your strategy in rotisserie league, Scott. That is the standard 5x5 categories. Batting average, home runs, runs, RBI, and steals for hitting, wins, strikeouts, ERA, whip, and saves for pitching. What is your roto strategy, Scott? Well, I, I don't want to shortchange high in pitching most of all because I don't want to do that in any format. So I typically get five with my first 10 picks and and trust myself to uh, pick up hitter value, sleeper hitters later. Stolen bases is something you have to be cognizant, cognizant of, of course. I like to get them earlier if I can, but I think there are more sleeper sources available in the mid to late rounds that there were last year. I don't pay much for saves. I kind of just take whatever's available toward the end of the draft. I'm happy getting like Daniel Bard, Joaquin Soria, uh, because I know they're going to be saves emerging on the waiver wire all year. Head-to-head points strategy. These leagues are most like fantasy football, where you have one opponent that you face each week, and you gain points based on how your players perform on the field. On CBS, head-to-head points leagues use shallower hitter lineups, which means that pitching is even more valuable in this league. Right, Scott? Yeah, I mean, that's always been kind of true, but especially now, given the environment we're in where there's really no middle class of pitching, it's just the good guys and the bad guys. And I'm to the point now where there's so few hitter spots to fill in this format. There, there's, there's so many redundancies at the hitter positions. I think I just want to get as many starting pitchers as I can at the start of the draft. Just keep drafting good pitchers until they're all gone. Uh, you know, if everybody's doing that, then at some point I might have to tra- take like a second round Mike Trout or whatever. Uh, but I think that's where I am in head-to-head points leagues right now. And then on on the hitting front, uh, you, you know, just uh, aim for maximum impact at each spot. Um, obviously, I'm not spending much, but I want the most impactful player I can get at each spot because there are only nine lineup spots, hitter spots, to differentiate yourself in that format. And again, don't pay for saves. In a head-to-head categories league, this is basically a blend of rotisserie and head-to-head points. Scott, do you find yourself drafting for balance in this format, or do you try to punt categories, which is a very popular strategy? Well, again, typically the lineups are smaller than a roto league, uh, so there, there, there are less opportunities to, you know, to get that balance. It's harder to do when you have fewer lineup spots to fill, and because you're going week by week with it anyway, I don't think you need to keep your your options open as much. So I'm okay punting steals in this format because steals are kind of off on their own, right? You you don't lose anything else by punting steals. Um, And there's such a premium for them. You can get a lot of, you you can get more bang for your buck by passing up steals. Obviously I'm not punting steals. If like I'm in a spot to take Acuna in the first round or Trey Turner in the first round, that kind of guides your plan from that point forward. But I'm okay punting steals. That's really the only category I'm okay punting because it gives you more opportunities in other categories. So I'm okay doing it. Salary cap drafts, formerly known as auctions. Let's do some rapid fire questions here. The standard budget for these leagues is $260. Scott, do you have a set allocation for how much you like to spend on hitting versus pitching? The most popular is usually 70% for your hitters and 30% for pitchers. Yeah, I was never into that. Uh, I, I think especially now, like it's it's really just about what number of starting pitchers. I, I and, and again, I want five of my top 35, let's say. 
uh, five of what would translate to the first 10 rounds. So however money, much money it takes to get me that is how much I'll spend. And obviously that's going to vary from salary draft to salary draft. Do you normally uh, like to nominate big name players? What is your nomination process? Do you like to free up some more money? Do you like to mix in players that you actually want to win? How does that go? It depends on what I'm looking to do. There are, there are points when I'm just looking to drain other people's money, so I'll nominate a guy I don't want. But I I don't want to be holding out hope for one very particular guy. Like The rest of what I do is going to depend on whether or not I win him, and I'm passing up opportunities to get other players because I'm waiting for somebody else to nominate him. Better to just get him out there so you don't have any false expectations. One thing I always like to do in salary drafts, though, is uh, you know once I've done the bulk of my spending and I'm, my max bid is about my my remaining budget is about twice my max bin. Just kind of sit tight. And that's when I start nominating players I don't want. And I jump in with the two, $3 bid when somebody else nominates somebody I do want. I love it. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your smart speakers, or anywhere else podcasts are found. And thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. This is your audio outlet for fantasy news and advice in just five minutes. If you enjoyed the pod, please leave a five-star review on Apple. We'll be back again tomorrow morning. Bye-bye. 